Hello, hello once again from me, Lucy Nolan, to our 16th episode of Fabulous Flowers TV podcast. Feeling very lucky to be sitting here overlooking the Atlantic Ocean in what must surely be one of the most beautiful places in the world, Derry Narn. It's a little sanctuary of perfect Irish beauty in County Kerry, but of course, still on Wi-Fi and still able to link up with my favourite at the end of my rainbow and in charge of that pot of gold, Paulie Hawkins. Hello there, Paulie. Hello, Lucy. I'm just so jealous the way you've described it. And I know exactly where you are because I've been very lucky to have visited you there. Um, you are absolutely where I would say God stuck his finger out of the clouds and sort of pointed at it. And um, that's what I was thinking. It's such a magical, amazing place. And I'm very jealous that you're there. How are you faring? Are you having a lovely time? Mm, having a lovely time. Yes, it is indeed almost as if God's finger has touched the earth here in Kerry. I think it is known, in fact, as the Kingdom of Kerry, the Kingdom of Ireland, because of its beauty and almost as if it wears the crown of Ireland. I'm sure there'll be lots of other Irish counties screaming at the radio if they're listening, but um, it is certainly a jewel. And yes, but um, I have to say, I'm so pleased that we are indulging in all forms Irish in our flowery banter and uh, to know where you're going to take us first. Well, you being out there, Lucy, and all surrounded by lots of wild beauty, um, I thought we'd chat about all things Irish in the flowery form. So um, just all these wonderful, wonderful, romantic, soft, wild hedgerows full of wonderful native plants and softened with lots of mossy rocks and pretty ferns in the shade. I mean, it's it's definitely a very, very beautiful, calming, soothing look. All those wonderful, as I said, indigenous things like honeysuckle and perky little fuchsias and dramatic hawthorn and big, bold hydrangeas and wonderful blackthorn and then pretty dog roses. They all, I mean, they are like a great big flower arrangement and it's just unashamedly mm. romantic, don't you think? Well, mm. of course you do. <laughs> I really... I, yeah, I really do. Yes, walking up and down the the lane here, the uh, the fuchsias are indeed in massive bloom. And in fact, we popped up to see some friends for a cup of tea in their garden yesterday. And walking up their drive, there were the most incredible hydrangeas in the deepest purple that I've ever ever seen. And mm. I actually stopped and took a photo. And I asked him, my my lovely friend David. Um, why or how this hydrangea had become so deep purple. And he said, you know, I just don't know. He said, I think it's just the spot that it's planted in. It must have a seam of some kind of calcium or copper or something. Mm. But I've never, never seen a purple like it. It was like a, a deep, deep purple. So I'm definitely going to be popping that up on our Insta. I was just about to you, say, I'm very much looking forward to seeing that. And I think it's obviously very ericaceously happy. And obviously ericaceous is, is the soil that acid loving plants, or is it hating? No, acid loving plants. Um, mm, all they're very help. prolific. Yeah, rampant, I think the word is. Mm -hmm. But um, but it's all very, very romantic. And I'm feeling sort of quite, I'm feeling that soft Kerry air breezing over me. And I'm very, very jealous. But it it does take me back to a rather special day, Lucy, in a very love struck Kerry of quite a few years ago. I want to talk about your lovely wedding in lovely County Kerry. How many years ago now? Uh, that was 23 years ago this November. A little bit Stop of a winter it. winter wedding. 
Stop it. I was two and you weren't born. Let's say that. No, exactly that. <laughs> exactly that. Yes. It was um, just so yes. romantic. I was very lucky to be involved. And you ran it as you know, you as a big producer as you are, you ran it like the most wonderful production. And it was just such a joy to be involved with. Um tell the listeners a few tidbits of how it all started and, and why and what and where, darling. Oh, well, um, Gosh, that's very kind of you to ask, Paulie. Uh, I was uh, engaged in May. Very lucky I into Venice and proposed to by my wonderful now husband, Andy. And then we flew back to Ireland and we had the meeting of the parents. Parents were down in Kerry and his parents were in um, in Ardmore, which is in Waterford. And we, uh, they met and we then planned the wedding from there and we decided to, you know, just get on with it because why not? Um, mm, so we got lovely. In, got married in the November, which was fantastic. And I did indeed give it a job number, got it a box file, got some dividers, split it all up like I do when I'm putting together a music video or a commercial. Um, we had pre-production, we had casting, we had crew, we had um, catering. We had the location. It was exactly like a job. Uh, and all my friends, I'm sure, will be laughing as they're listening to this. But uh, it was amazing. And indeed, when you did the flowers, Paulie, I remember my father calling me from the church the night before when he'd popped over to the church to see what you were up to. And he rang me virtually in tears at how beautiful the church looked. And he said, darling, I don't know how to describe this to you because it's nothing short of perfect. And that's what he said about your wonderful flowers. And so that does bring back amazing memories. Um, and yes, so it was a very special day. And you were there to make it very special for me, Paulie. And I'm sure you remember the colour of my dress, because I don't, I don't like to conform well, to too many stereotypes. To, it but, was um, just, it was slightly Rapunzel. It was slightly Rapunzel, very romantic, mm -hmm. Grimm's fairy tales, I'd say. Um, buttoned oh. up in very beautiful, dark burgundy velvet. Can, am I saying the right thing? With a lovely sort of yes. bustle, a bit of a bustle at the back that we cascaded mm -hmm. with some roses down your from the, from your top of your bottom, going down the back yes. of the dress. Um, mm -hmm. such, such an original, wonderful thing you chose. And it worked so yeah. well. Um, it did, didn't it? Yeah. Uh. But you chose so many wonderful romantic flowers and we had a great big lorry came over full of candelabras and and beautiful altar candles. And, and it was just and we gathered lots of lovely local moss to soften it all. We had beautiful sort of magenta and raspberry jewel coloured roses and mm. the table centres were incredible. And I think you gave them to all the local ladies afterwards and they were mm. it was just all that seemed quite a production like it. And. We had our lovely friend Dolly doing your makeup as well, beautifully. Yes, that's right. Absolutely. And we had, we had, in fact, we did use hydrangeas in the table centres, Paulie. Now you say that, it immediately has come to mind. I remember the, the large pillar candles that you put in the middle. And we had, and you had baskets that you'd sprayed gold because my dress was lined with gold. Do you remember? And so you'd sprayed the baskets gold to kind of pick up the colours that we had in the wedding, which was very clever of you. And my mother indeed did give them to many, many local lovely guests that, um, that that joined us for our reception at a wonderful hotel in uh, Sneem, which is a little village in County Kerry. 
And that hotel was Park Nasilla Hotel, which is still there, still amazing. And you should go and check it out if you are ever in County Kerry. Seriously lovely. But what was so gorgeous about it? It was in the village. It's a village that you've known all your life because you have family house there. And everyone was sort of behind you. And I will never forget you going up to the church. And and I don't know if this is one of these stories, but uh, <laughs> you, you said to Dolly, she was buttoning up your, uh, not actually buttoning up, just doing your hair at the back. And just as you were about to go in, you said, actually, I might have, need a call of nature. And she, <laughs> did she say, no, you don't. Oh. She said, no, you don't. Get in there. I'm not unbuttoning all those buttons again. Just get yourself down the aisle. That was it. So- I was like, ooh, all right. <laughs> Inappropriate story. Mm, there, I but- think it was this nerve. <laughs> Nervous bride, but you Just- did look draw jaw-dropping, darling. And it Thank was you. a really super, super day. Mm, um, it really was. And I remember foraging the day before, wonderful foraging for, yes. for hydrangeas. And, and the f- hydrangeas late in the year in, in, in mm. Ireland turn these wonderful jewel colours. So we were so lucky to have mm. those on tap. Um, but it we all were. looked magical, 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 yeah. wonderful time. Yes. And in fact, there's another story connected to my wedding, which uh, this week in Ireland saw the very sad departure of a rather wonderful man. And that is the Irish MP or TD, as they say over here, John Hume. And he was a civil rights campaigner. And in the Easter of 1988, he was Northern Ireland's largest sort of political party leader and signed a peace agreement that became known as the Good Friday Agreement. And in the autumn of 1998, he was awarded the Nobel Prize for his sort of services, if you like, to the uniting and of Ireland and peace and, um, and all of that. And he was a rather wonderful man. And he died very sadly, as I say, on, on Monday this week, so early August uh, 2020. And the year after my wedding, I went back to Partnersilla. And the lovely guy that ran Partnersilla said, you know, whenever you come back, please come and visit us because you had your reception here. and We'd love you to, to pop back and say hi. So I went back with a couple of very good girlfriends, Sandra Farrell, Caroline Donnelly. Hope you're listening. And the three of us decided to um, to take advantage of the very lovely jacuzzis they have there. So we popped ourselves into the jacuzzi, lots of bubbles, lots of fun and frivolity there. And, um, and walked this man. In his uh, in his shorts, and got into the jacuzzi <laughs> with us. So it was very much three girls and an MP. But of course, I had no idea who he was at the time. And Sandra and Caroline both nudged each other and giggled and under the bubbles. And John Hume, who I didn't know it was then, said to me, "Oh gosh, you know, you look very familiar. Do I know you?" And I said, "Oh, I, I don't think so." But because Caroline and Sandra were laughing at each other, I just thought, oh, well, obviously they must know him. So he must be a friend of theirs. So that's fine. So we're all in the jacuzzi together. And it was only after he'd left the bubbles that they both turned to me and said, do you know who that was? And I said, I've got absolutely no idea. I said, I thought you did. That was John Hume. He's just been awarded the Nobel Peace Prize. And I was like, oh, my goodness. And he was absolutely charming, 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 charming. But I digress. I digress. Paulie. Oh, I love that story. I, was, I suddenly was having a kind of a little sort of Christine Keeler moment there. I don't know why. I mean, it yeah. obviously wasn't uh, anything like that. But yeah. how funny. I love a famous jacuzzi story. I mm. think that's hilarious, darling. Oh, but I love that. But do you know what? There are lots and lots of, I mean, we've been talking about the wild beauty of Irish flowers, and we certainly tapped into that at your lovely wedding. Mm. But, um, you know, on a day-to-day as a commercial florist, there are, you can get flowers which have a little kind of um, 
the um, the, the emerald, the twinkle of the emerald isle about them. And mm. for me, a, a, a couple of really good flowers that I that are commercially available um, um, are the wonderful shamrock chrysanthemums now people get a little bit kind of snotty about chrysanthemums and i say if they're used properly they are absolutely lovely they're these ones are um they're just amazingly punchy lime green and slightly mm. lots of hundreds and hundreds of spidery little petals there's what's the word mm. for those they must be they're like tendrils aren't they mm. um and so it's a lime greeny sort of um spidery chrysanthemum a really big bloom and it's such a wonderful foil for any other hot colored flower and um i think we used some of them at your wedding lucy i'm pretty mm -hmm. sure we had some lurking and loitering i think you're right we uh, certainly did absolutely and i think you know i often for for sort of, sort of it, quite a chic look um would be a solid dome of them and it, mm. it's the sort of thing i do for an interior decorator for quite a contemporary look um, a solid dome with those looking very crisp and clean in, in a, a, quite a stark interior. And they, they last forever. Which uh, And they also have that marvellous, unmistakable chrysanthemum scent. Some people mm. love it. Some people don't love it. But um, And they've also got this wonderful shaped leaf, slightly oak leafed in shape. Mm. Um, yes. And as a florist, it's always been my fave go-to bloom. Mm, how lovely. Yes, I can imagine that with... Uh with all sorts of big warm colours to go against the, the forward of the green, as you say. And textural, they're very textural. We have, in fact, one of our Fabulous Flowers films, which is over on our YouTube channel, features the green chrysanthemums there, the, the, the shamrock chrysanthemums. So that, if anybody would like to pop over there and have a little bit of a look, that's well worth a view, I'd say, Paulie, wouldn't you? Absolutely, absolutely. And and another flower, because obviously I have a little bit of the, the Killarney in me. I feel my forefathers talking to me uh, when I, I drive through Kerry, glad you asked, um, <laughs> um, would be the very wonderful Bells of Ireland. They are actually also known as Molucella, if you want to be a little bit, um, we haven't had any Latin yet, Lou, have you noticed? A bit mm. of Molucella. They're tall, architectural, majestic very easy to grow and they're striking again that lovely striking lime green color have a little google mm. of bells of ireland or molucella and they're another favorite of mine they're they're perfect in a massive decoration for a party and i like to team them up in a very clean way um with some beautiful big white hydrangeas for a, a very crisp modern look and um i've actually got a picture of that particular combo i did for a party and i'll pop the uh, the picture up on the fabulous flowers tv instagram for you all to have a little look at um but um it's equally lovely mixed up in a in a sort of an arrangement full of herbaceous summer lovelies and it's mm. very distinct looking and people often ask me they do they say poorly are they a flower or are they a foliage they are a flower, but they've got that kind of architectural look and they've got the divine scent of cut grass and they last really well. Mm, yes, I like the idea of those. And those two are actually featured in the same um, arrangement that you did, that wonderful kind of greens and purples and whites in a in a huge vase. So again, pop over to our YouTube channel and enjoy those because they're so striking to look at and they are an absolute herbaceous gorgeousness, I would say. They really are a floral corkaloo, and they re they remind me of an amazing job I did at Banqueting House in Whitehall for a really super Irish client. Um, and it was his 60th, and we did these towering, 
eye-wateringly tall um, arrangements on the tables. They were kind of three meters tall, huge vases full of apples, terrifying. Mm. And then on top was placed this big container full of masses of bells of Ireland and dark, um, majestic kind of burgundy Mm. lilies. And it was really, but it was terrifying putting them together. Um, But this massive explosion of bells of Ireland and... um, the balance and, and sort of technical bit, but the balance and, and weighting of the arrangement that sits on top of these huge vases full of water and apples is crucial yeah. to stop them falling over. It's actually making me feel a bit, a bit terrified anxious. thinking about it. Anxious. anxious. A little bit anxious, darling. Um, so my lovely team, especially Andy, who was in charge of popping those up, it was a real heart in mouth moment. But um we had a very short get-in as well. A get-in, uh, listeners, is when you have that get-in to the location. A really, really short time. But yes. again, my brilliant team were amazing. But just one other little bit about that party. The client had on each table a mirrored top. So I don't know if you know about Banqueting House, but it's got that amazing Reuben ceiling. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, so as you were dining, the guests could look at the uh, the beautiful Reuben's uh um, murals, no mural, even on the ceiling whilst dining because of the mirrored tabletop. Oh my goodness, that's so clever! That's really clever. Ooh. I mean, there's never a dull moment when you're a florist, darling. That's what I'm no, yeah. I bet, I bet. Well, that's an amazing story. What an amazing story! And those, and I, I, I have seen the pictures, but um, we will definitely put those up on Instagram because they are unbelievable, unbelievable. Um, so moving on, Paulie, to our florography fun fact, as we are, of course, in Ireland, I thought it was absolute must that we should focus on a quintessentially Irish bloom and probably one of Ireland's most well-known symbols, the shamrock. The three-leafed shamrock was sacred to the ancient Druids of Ireland in the third century BC because they formed a triad used as a charm against evil spirits. The ancient historian Pliny wrote that snakes are not found where the trefoil grows, and Ireland is actually famous for having no snakes. In the 5th century, St. Patrick used the three-leaved shamrock to explain to the Irish peasants that Christianity was indeed made up of God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. The name shamrock comes from the Irish. I thought we'd go Irish this week, Paulie, not Latin. Go, do it, go, go, go. The Irish, Simrog, which is the diminutive of the Irish word for young or little clover. And it has been the lucky symbol of St. Patrick and St. Patrick's Day, which is March the 17th, since the early 1700s. Gosh, it's absolutely steeped in folklore and fascinatingness. I mean, that's amazing, mm. darling. Fabulous. Thank you for those little nuggets there. Um, but the shamrock's also used um, in the emblems of many state organisations, both in the Republic of Ireland and Northern Ireland. Some of these are all island bodies, such as Tourism Ireland, as well as organisations specific to the Republic of Ireland, such as IDA Ireland or the Irish Postal Service and Post. These regularly feature shamrocks um, and and a series of lovely, lovely, wonderful stamps, which is um, such a lovely thing. And also the airline Aer Lingus uses the emblem on its very famous logo. And it's been registered as the trademark by the government of Ireland. Didn't know that. Mm, there's a bit of shamrock info for you. Yes, indeed. Shamalamadingdong. Oh, um, the shamrock was disputed to be from several different species of clovers, and there were many botanists and horticulturists of note that claimed it might have also been from a species of wood sorrel. 
Detailed investigations to settle the matter were carried out in two separate botanical surveys in Ireland, one in 1893 and the other in 1988. The 1893 survey was carried out by the National The 1893 survey was carried out by Nathaniel Colgan, an amateur naturalist working as a clerk in Dublin, and in 1988 by E. Charles Nelson, director of the Irish Botanical Gardens. Both surveys asked people from all over Ireland to send in examples of what they believed to be a shamrock. They were then planted and allowed to flower so that their botanical species could therefore be identified. That's rather clever, don't you think, Paulie? Mm, fascinating. The results of both surveys were incredibly similar, showing that the conception of the shamrock in Ireland had changed very, very little over 100 years. Nearly 90% of all the examples sent in were indeed from the clover species, the lesser clover being the most common, followed closely by the white clover and then the red clover and a tiny percentage being black medic and only 3% wood sorrel. So there we go. The Irish shamrock is, in fact, a clover. Wow. Gosh, that's really, really fascinating. Um, and in the Victorian era, the floriography meaning when you sent a shamrock was mm. big heartedness, which is very lovely. Mm. I love that. Yeah. It also has um, medicinal uses, the good old shamrock. The flowers, leaves and stems of the shamrock or clover, especially the red species of clover, are considered one of the richest sources of isoflavins, chemicals that act like estrogens. Hmm. Native Americans used clover blossoms in tea to help reduce fevers and treat upper respiratory conditions, including coughs, colds and other bronchial conditions. Clover is also recognised for its benefits as a blood thinner, hindering plague accumulation on the arteries, thus preventing hardening of the blood vessels that cause heart attacks and stroke. Its anti-inflammatory properties can help reduce arthritic pain as well. And it's also an antioxidant. Oh, Gosh, it's an absolute whiz. It's an absolute whiz, isn't it? Yes. Um, but caution, caution, caution. Red clover may interfere with the body's ability to process some drugs. It is strongly recommended that users check with their doctor before taking red clover or any other natural plant form. Mm -hmm. Oh, crikey. Note to self there then. Always check whatever you're taking doesn't interfere with your red clover. That's what I say. Gosh, well, that's all very fabulous. Goodness me. What a fabulous way to spend a podcast in a warm Irish flowery hug. I have loved every second, Paulie. I certainly have. And both our families have strong ties to Ireland. And it's really been so lovely to investigate and research some lovely Irish flowery facts. And for me to share my passions on Irish themed flowers and named blooms as well. We will, of course, be uploading some Irish flowers to our Instagram. And in the meantime, please, please, please keep all your photographs and of all the flowers you pop in vases and any any arrangements you create. Uh, we simply love them and do ping them over to us at Fabulous Flowers. Mm, absolutely, Paulie, we really do. Yes, and please do subscribe and indeed tell all your friends to subscribe to our Fabulous Flowers TV channel over on YouTube. More films coming along soon there, so watch out, keep a close eye. Yes, definitely got a few more on my list, so we'll be priming those cameras and getting the very talented cameraman Andy Bolter along and uh, showing us his stuff. Yes, ooh, crikey, I just hope he doesn't show too much. Um, we certainly will, I shall be... <laughs> chatting to him about all our plans over our gin and tonic this evening and i should be looking forward to 
getting back together with you, Paulie, over the next week or so and making a plan for our next film. Yes, absolutely. Can't wait to see you back in the UK, darling. And we can get our heads together for another podcast. I'm not sure what it's going to be. Not sure what the star of the show is going to be, but no doubt it'll be another cracker, darling. Yes, I think it is that time, Paulie. You're right. Time for our goodbyes. So until next time, it's a very Kerry goodbye for me. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs>